Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. The great thing about compliance is it gets you into everything. You, you see everything, you're across all the different parts of the business, um, and you end up getting to really understand how the business ticks. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slusher. I'm the editor at the GRC Institute. And today we have one of our GRC directors, Jamie Kelly. Hi, Jamie. How are you doing? Hey, Kwame. I'm very well, thank you. So this would be definitely your first time on the GRC Professional Podcast. So, of course, unfortunately for you, we have to know all about you. Um, so tell me a bit about yourself and your career journey. Yeah, thanks. So, look, like many um, people who joined compliance, I came through the legal route. So I started off as a lawyer with Freehills um, back in 90, early 1990. And uh, I, I did a various range of in-house legal roles with uh, with uh, Citibank. And then I moved to GE and worked across GE and uh, worked in a range of areas where I did start to get involved in compliance and, and look after compliance teams. And um, also spent a lot of time on due diligence and acquisitions across Asia and um, that also taught me a lot about what goes wrong in organisations and how you need to manage for them um, and ultimately I uh, joined a bank called Standard Chartered Bank um, up in Singapore where I became the legal and compliance head for uh, that bank which was the top 50 bank in the world and we had a very large compliance, financial crime and legal team um, so I spent about 11 years in Singapore um, getting exposed to a you know, very broad regulatory sweep of uh, what was happening post the financial crisis, um, being involved in all sorts of products, all sorts of parts of the business, whether it was institutional, consumer, um, cross-border, um, and obviously exposed to the full gamut of issues that come up in any big organisation and then Eventually, I made my way back to Australia, so I um, started here now. I've been back in Australia for about five years, and I've been the Westpac Chief Compliance Officer for the last uh, last four years. So I've um, been a Chief Compliance Officer for two very big organisations and led teams across that, but you know, really stemming from an understanding of obligations and regulation and then learning as you go. Yeah, definitely. So you have that international experience, and I guess there's definitely some cultural differences as well. Um, both big C and little C in terms of culture. Um, so tell me a bit um, very generally about what your current role entails. Yeah, so look, um, as a Chief Compliance Officer for any group, you have a range of areas. Ultimately, you're responsible for the risk class of compliance. I look after compliance and conduct. That's our risk class at Westpac. And that entails me setting the policy and standards across the group for areas in the risk class, so that might be responsible lending, it might be privacy, it might be product governance, um, it might be how we go and look after vulnerable customers, it could be our institutional business and market misconduct and conflicts and areas like that. Um, so setting the standards, managing the risks, explaining to the board where the risk is at any given time and our assessment of that, uh, and then also working as a partner with the businesses and divisions to try and make sure that we're responding to known issues, fixing things, um, spotting change, responding to regulatory change. So it's a large gamut. Um, in Westpac, we have you know, somewhere between 300 and 350 people in the function. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it's a range of different disciplines from setting policy to running a control room to looking at investigations to being specialists at different areas or to, you know, being in the trenches and this, what we call our specialised team or our divisional teams, um, working with the, with the businesses every day on solving day-to-day problems and helping them with their strategy and business. So the great thing about compliance is it gets you into everything. You, you see everything, you're across all the different parts of the business um, and you end up getting to really understand how the business ticks. So with this broad range of experience that you have, um, what are what would you say are some of the critical issues that risk and compliance professionals might be facing today? I'd probably start with um, there's a technical component to understand what it is that a compliance function should do, and that's important. That's the bedrock. So understanding um, not just the obligations, but the the way of um, prioritizing and working out where the biggest risks for the group are in the compliance space is really important. Um, so that's sort of your bedrock, understanding the laws, the obligations, the regulatory landscape. Um, you also need to understand the products and the process and, and how the place is organised to do things um, and work very closely with a range of different stakeholders. I think more and more our discipline is becoming something where we need to integrate with a whole range of different areas, whether that's op risk or legal or HR or people in the risk function, in risk culture, and or, or of course, the first-line teams. And often what you need to do is try and work out how to um, get the organisation energy and, and priorities to work with you to achieve the compliance goals. So building into the compliance by design or strategy um, you know, the right answers that will help the organisation solve myriad you know, problems at the same time. So the other thing is culture. I think um, I would say that Australia is um, obviously going through a fair amount of cultural change since the Royal Commission. Um, it's um, from my vantage point of being in, in offshore and, and here now, um, it's a natural evolution when you get these very big enforcement ways where the consequences of failure step up and people realise maybe we haven't been managing it quite as well as we might have been, um, that ultimately, you know, there needs to be some change, there needs to be a reset of how we think about our culture. So I think for a compliance professional, um, working in a culture that wants to do the right thing, that strives to look after our customers and get fair customer outcomes, that um, is open and transparent is really the key. And Changing culture is hard. Okay, excellent. And the final question really is, do you have any words of wisdom really for those who might either be coming into the profession for the first time or those who are looking to make a change in the compliance profession? Yeah, look, the first thing I'd say, I think it's a, it's a terrific career um, and um, it, I've really enjoyed it. Um, it may not be the easiest job to describe at a barbecue and say, I'm a compliance person, what does that mean? Uh, or not have people sort of, you know, roll their eyes. But in, in its essence, it's a really interesting job and a really valuable job. So, you know, I'd encourage anyone thinking about it um, to, to experience it before judging it. Um, the other aspect, I think it is very much a, a job where you learn through experience. It's a difficult thing to teach, um, um, and we've got various ways of doing that with courses and through GRCI and others, um, but ultimately 
learning on the job is a big part of how many compliance professionals have um, got to know, got to where they are. Um, and I think that requires you to get different experiences. So in a way, moving around different parts of the business, seeing different issues. And, and I always say to people to run to the fire. Wherever things are not working well, uh, where it needs the, the help, that's where you learn the most and you're most valuable. Um, so, you know, it may not always feel like that, but you learn at a, a double or triple rate when you're really under the pump. So if you really want to learn, giving yourselves those opportunities, putting yourself in difficult situations and problem-solving your way through that is what um, tests you. I think the other part of it is uh, it's really important to have a strong ethical basis for what you do. I think people who do compliance are drawn to it because of a sense of ethics, doing the right thing, their own personal integrity. And then, you know, inevitably as a compliance professional, we get judgments and questions and gray areas and difficult areas where we need to take calls and we need to, you know, stand up and say that isn't working and, and often give uncomfortable truths to areas. And um, that's important to, to know that that's the job. That isn't a choice. That's what you need to do every day, and and um, that's why it's so important to be able to call things out, um, but constructively and with the right influencing skills and all that. The last point I would say, it ultimately is also a sales job. Um, it may not sound that, but ultimately you're trying to convince people, persuade people, get people to do something they don't want to do. Um, and that requires a range of different tactics and approaches but it's not a. It's no longer, if it ever was, a, a sit in a room, box tick, you know, say this is the policy, send it out. It's a very engaged conversation, and it's a very engaged way of working that makes a really good compliance function work. So, um, yeah. And lastly, I just say, look, understand the the discipline. Worth reading the frameworks. Worth understanding the policies. Um, the reg guide or the regulator, look at past issues that organisations have had and see what they did about it um, because that's also another rich vein of information that can help you fast forward your career. But I'd, I'd end where I, I started, which is if you've got an opportunity to come into the space, it's a rich um, career and, and I wish you all the best. This podcast was a production of the Governance Risk and Compliance Institute and the music was produced by Rob Neary.